When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Ideally, you would love to have that uh, person in that role developing behind a great player like Kirk, but... Uh, I don't think you ever sacrifice, you know, it being the right player. And regardless of the when, the where, the why, the how, um, you can't sacrifice that because you have to have ultra belief uh, and connection on making that decision because it is such an important decision. Um, but I will say, very excited about Kirk in year two in, in this system. And, and it's been a while since Kirk's been able to say uh, that he gets to come back in, in the same system he ran previously with the same play caller. Did I see this right? So the NFL has replaced the Wonderlick, right, with like a cognitive test. Okay, is I think it's called uh, the the S two cognitive test. Okay. And apparently, apparently, there's a couple quarterbacks that apparently knocked it out of the park, including one we're going to talk about here on this Feedback Friday edition of Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, your home for Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy. So Kirk Cousins apparently reached out to this cognition company mm-hmm. and asked if he could take the test. He appeared on uh, he appeared on some podcast. I think S two Cognition has its own podcast. So interesting. If you're a current NFL quarterback, would you reach out to voluntarily to take the cognitive test just to see where you stand? I could see Kirk doing that totally. Couldn't, couldn't you? Could. Like, I, like it doesn't surprise me one bit. You couldn't you know. pay me to do a standardized test as an adult, but I can see why Kirk no. would love it. <laughs> standardized t- tests are just—they drive me crazy. It's I once—it's uh, it, such a subjective way because I mean, like s- some people test well, but because you don't does not mean you're dumb, and it doesn't mean that you don't have like a skill set that's brilliant. Or maybe like you're dumb, but now you're trying to justify it going forward, like. That could be the case too, you know. Like you're dumb, but you have other things to offer, and right. you but, can be mad at tests for the rest of your life. But we've all seen book smart, you know, pe- people that test well who are morons. Yep. They're no, yeah. Socially, I'd rather be idiots. street smart than book yeah, smart because I think 100%. it gets you further in life. Yeah. But uh, I, so I took the ACT. We'll, by the way, we'll get to a really interesting mock draft here in a second here. But since we're on this stretch, yeah, I took the ACT in high school, like. Like pretty much everyone in Minnesota, I think, takes the ACT. Maybe there's SAT in some areas. but And I remember um, had it scheduled, but then we had a, a high school baseball game at the Metrodome the night before. So you're supposed to test at like 8 a.m., right? right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or so you're, you're there at like it's 7 early. or 7.30, and it yep. starts it starts really early. It's ridiculous. 
And uh, we had a baseball game at the Metrodome that didn't start until after 10 o'clock p.m. I think it was after a Twins game or something. Mm-hmm. like. And mm-hmm. so the game gets over at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and then we bus from the Metrodome back to Buffalo, which took like an hour, and then got home. And I wound up, get, I wound up getting to bed, I think, at maybe 3 o'clock. Got up yeah. at like 6. So I was on like three and a half hours of sleep. Scored a, a 25 on my ACT, oh, which nice. is not terrible. Not but then I had a lot of friends who scored like 30 and 31. You know, so you, you felt in fear. I'm like, you know what? If, if these if these friends can score 29 or 30, I'm going to take it again. But I'm going to sleep longer and just like put more prep into it. Really? So the second time, I slept for 10 hours. I studied. I did everything. Got a 25 again. Mm-hmm. Total waste of time. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Because I wanted, I felt like I I didn't give it my best, and I felt like it was hindering. That score was hindering me wanting like if if I wanted to go to a like my grandpa went to Notre Dame and played football at Notre Dame. Yeah, I can't get into Notre Dame with a twenty five ACT. Right at the time, I don't know if you did. Can you really now. want to? At the time, yes, I did. I no. knew I was going to St. Cloud State, so when I just took the <laughs> test and I got the same age as my birthday uh, on, the, on, the, on the score, I was like, okay, I'm good. I, I don't need to. What, it's like a 17? I got an 18. There you go. a boy. 18. See? On my birthday. <laughs> on my 18th birthday in the morning of my own high school on a Saturday, I got an, I got an 18 on my ACT. So was the SAT dead by the time that both of you guys took it? Took the For session? us, it, yeah. It was not. I took yeah, the SAT. And Which is AC- out of 1,500, right? Yeah, and yeah. the ACT, I think, is coastal and mostly west coast than it is. Like, yeah. ACT is more Midwest. Well, that, yeah, because the Saved by the Bell crew took the SAT, right? Yeah. The so SAT, it must be a California complete waste, test. Complete waste. <laughs> Zach Morris scored a 15, uh, 1,500 from that mistake. With that big brick phone of his, too. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I have, a mock, I have a mock draft for All you right. guys here that's really interesting. I want a mock! And then we'll get to some feedback here on this Feedback Friday. So... I'll share this on the screen for the YouTube audience. This is from the 33rd team. Mm-hmm. This is the platform that Mike Tannenbaum owns with some others, like Rick Spielman's part of this. I think Mike Zimmer does some work for the 33rd team. He did for a while, for sure. Yep. So, in fact, here's some of the, the contributors. Matt Castle, Wayne Krebet, Eddie George, Greg Jennings, K.J. Osborne. Whoa. Crazy. There's a bunch of contributors. Those are just the players. Anyways, uh, the 33rd team put all their scouts together, and this is kind of a collective mock from, like, five of their scouts. They've got Bryce Young, number one, C.J. Stroud, number two. The Colts trading up to three to draft Will Levis. That was my prediction. Interesting. And then we've got, uh, okay, we'll just kind of scroll here. Rick Spielman. Look at Rick, Rick. Spielman. Rick. There he is, Rick Spielman. He's chilling. Breaking down Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter to the Seahawks. Okay, let's keep going here. Some defensive players. Interesting. Okay, wow. So no Anthony Richardson yet in the 10. Okay. Uh, Oh, Hendon Hooker, 11th to the Titans. Wow. Yeah. Ballsy. Very ballsy. Okay. There's the Browns at 12 with the first receiver. I'm sorry, the uh, the Texans from the Browns with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm -hmm. And then let's go here. 13. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, uh-oh. Oh. Whoa. The Vikings are on the clock with the 13th overall pick here, according to the 33rd team. And they select. Oh, they got Richardson falling. Quarterback Anthony Richardson Mercy. from the University of Florida. Wow. So they give up. They swap the 13 and the 23. They give up the 
87, which is their third-round pick, and then next year's first to move up 10 spots for Anthony Richardson. And it says Richardson stunned people at the Combine, but there are some questions about his film. He's certainly not a finished product. He'll need some time before he'll need some time to become an NFL starting quarterback. What do you think? This is the first time we've seen Anthony Richardson go to the Vikings in a mock draft. I don't think he falls that far, personally. I don't think Hooker goes up as high as people or some folks are projecting, and I don't think that Richardson falls as far as some are are projecting. The unknowns about Richardson, in my opinion, are more seductive than chase than than they will chase teams away. Because you're going to get coaches who say, "Look at that raw talent. Little mm-hmm. little little bit of work from me, and we're going to hone that." Um, that's very that's intriguing, though. Like if that's the possibility, I certainly wouldn't say terrible idea. I just don't. I don't think he gets out of the top ten. I really don't. I think that there's too much there unknown that's seductive. But he's also, in terms of, if you want to look at the numbers and the data, I think he would have one of the lowest completion percentage of of any quarterback drafted in the first round. And if you look at some of the other similar completion percentages, if you if you don't complete sixty percent of your passes in college football, it doesn't mean that it's a death knell. But if you're around where he is. Yep. There's accuracy problems. There's accuracy sure. problems. And Ke- the thing is, Kevin O'Connell's on the record saying, too, that accuracy is the most important trait for a quarterback. Well, this would go against those etho- uh, his ethos but what about a year? unless they thought they could fix the accuracy. But what about a year behind Kirk, maybe, then? A year <laughs> behind Kirk? Accuracy yeah. improves? I don't know. All I know is this. Lamar Jackson fell to the final pick in the first round because of these concerns and became an MVP. So are you going to let potentially a guy slide? Because, again, like how many times is this league going to repeat some of the the same things? Don't answer the question because it's a ton. But I just got – I got to think that Richardson has shown enough athletically um, that there is intrigue there. And, plus, again, they're going to say it's college coaching. Some some teams are going to say that. No, they they would say that. And now there's – smarter people than us who've broken down the film. And I know Tyler Fornis is on this, this train too, that if you look like one of the big fatalist things for quarterbacks coming from college, to the NFL is the inability to sense pressure or inability to deal with pressure. Yep. And a lot of people that break down the film say that Anthony Richardson actually has a great internal clock and it does a great job sort of sliding and moving and, and keeping a play alive. But that footwork is kind of a mess and the accuracy, but it's easier to fix that than to give a guy an internal clock. Also, if he's going to run for 750 yards and keep plays alive that way, okay, you can be a little less accurate if you can keep a third and eight play alive because you run for 12 yards, right? Dante Culpepper. Okay, we're going to sacrifice a little bit of classic pocket passer quarterback stuff, but he's also going to score like 10 rushing touchdowns and guarantee a first down on third and one because he'll just sneak up the middle with his 260-pound frame. So, um, no. Anthony Richardson. Right? I would do this. If he fell to 13, I think I'm intrigued here. I think he, he's, I know I've been oh, kind of anti the move up for the quarterback. I don't, I don't know if I love this, but if it's 13 and it's only one more future first round pick, I, I can be convinced into that. Now, if it's Richardson, you're, you're probably not trading Kirk for draft capital. You're probably, you're playing Kirk, sitting mm-hmm. Richardson, and right. then you go with Richardson in 2024. So if it's a different quarterback, like if you, Let's say it's C.J. Stroud or something. 
you'd probably be more inclined to start him right away and trade Kirk for draft capital. So all kinds of tentacles here, but very interesting. All right, Matthew Klinger chimes in here via the Score North app. This is the best place to hit us up on Feedback Friday. Score North app, we stockpile as much as we can and and get to as many as we can. Chris Sims released his quarterback draft rankings, and he has Hendon Hooker as his third best quarterback and in the same tier as Bryce Young. Does this change your view on what the Vikings should do in round one or change your view of Hendon Hooker? No, zero, nada. Um, I believe that Chris Sims had Kellen Mond above whom uh, a couple of years ago. He had him above Justin Fields for sure. Yeah, so no, no, no. Um, um, Chris Sims, God bless him, uh, doesn't have my trust here. And and I feel like he tries to, and I'm I'm not blaming him. Dex, you are the chief clickbait officer of Score North, so I'm not casting stones here. But I feel like Chris Sims does a very good job of uh, sparking conversation. Sure, so which is, this which is that's his job now. That's right? his job, right? But yeah. what I'm saying is, does does my view on the hooker thing change because of Chris Sims? The answer is no. I think what it shows you is that different analysts and experts and different teams have different orders of. Like, we can look at the consensus mock, and it's Bryce Young, number one, and C.J. Stroud, number two, and then Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, and then Hendon Hooker, and then there's a gap, and then Hendon Hooker, and then Tanner McKee or whatever, right? But there's probably five teams that have C.J. Stroud, number one, and there's probably two. There's probably ten teams that have Anthony Richardson, number one. There's probably mm-hmm. six teams that have Hendon Hooker above Anthony Richardson or above Will Levis, right? Yep. So that's... It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the Vikings' big board looks like, but we don't. Uh, we're not going to be able to see that. Sneak in there. You know, Rick Spielman's big board used to just be magnetic names on a giant whiteboard. Remember that back in the day? Yeah, yes. it Absolutely. was like a white. Imagine walking into a conference room and all four walls are whiteboard, and yep. he had magnetic names stacked, and they would have. They'd be changing them all year long and have them in tears and stuff. A shining moment in my career is when they debuted TCO and they showed the new the new draft board and they used media names as players on position groups of the draft board. And I uh, I was a cornerback on the oh, draft board. My name was uh, behind Rochelle Olson on the draft board of the Star Tribune. So she tested really well, apparently, at the co- as a cornerback <laughs> in the combine. The, and, her uh, three-cone drill was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, my... my, my uh, my bench preps, they really they really dropped my, my draft stock there. Can can Declan lift the bar once? Hi. That's the question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Justin R chimes in says on the Access Vikings podcast, Ben Gessling said he knows what he Ben Gessling said he knows the Vikings are not as big a fans of certain quarterbacks in the draft as mock draft intelligence may suggest for them. I took that to mean Hendon Hooker. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Could they be bluffing? Didn't I? Didn't I hear that uh, that Ben was on uh, with Burrow a couple of days ago and said that they don't really have an interest in uh, our guy, our banana peel eaten guy, Will Levis? Will Le- Levis. I think they. I think he did. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, look, their job is to to a certain point float misinformation. Mm-hmm. You know, like for instance, if you love Richardson and you think he's starting to fall, you might say, "Well, if you if you're not accurate." I don't want you. But if you don't like Will Levis, you're not going to tell a beat reporter that you don't like Will Levis, right? Well, but he might. So that could be a smoke screen, too. Sure, it could be. But I mean, my guess is that Ben has some some folks in 
scouting department that he talks to, and they might say, don't believe this as much. And, like, that's the whole thing. This whole month is based on misinformation. Like, that's the starting point. Not information, putting out smoke screens. That's mm. how April works. That's what makes it fun. It's great. It is great. Uh, Timothy Smith chimes in says, so I think there's a huge move or multiple big moves in process here for the Vikings. We, we know the multiple ways the Vikings can free up cap space for this year specifically, but there's a lot of reckless speculation saying Kirk possibly traded before the draft. I don't know where he's getting that speculation, but I'm here for it. Exactly. I really think the cap saving move, putting a majority of Kirk's cap hit into next year is a sign. The Vikings have a deal in place after June 1st to trade Kirk. No word from Daniel Hunter's camp. No word from Zadarius's camp. No word from Dalvin's camp. All's quiet right now. Plus, out of nowhere, reports are surfacing that we are looking hard at quarterbacks in the draft. I'm so proud right now. Yeah, like that is reckless speculation. That that is that is at the tip of Mount Everest right there. That's taking everything we don't know and combining it into reckless speculation. I love this. It does feel a little Not quiet. Wrong. Feels a little 100%. too quiet, right? Well, like he said, where is the hunter camp? Which previously has been outspoken about things. Mm-hmm. Like they've never been quiet before. Where's the hunter camp? Uh, camp. Uh, Seaford asked Quazy about Cook's situation yesterday a couple of different times and got the runaround completely. Got to think something's up there. I love this. 100% by the timing of the timing of the press conference being, you know, let's let's put it before the offseason workout program yeah. in case guys don't show up. It's all very or, interesting. Or, or could there be some Kirk's team here, too? Like, I mean, don't discount Mike Florio is not making up the fact on his report that the Vikings at the Combine are having sort of what seem to be casual conversations about Kirk. I think Timothy, Timothy Smith might be onto something here, uh, commenter. We have... Uh, we have a ruling from Lawyer Chase, yep. the chief legal officer. I saw this. I saw this. Yes, of of Score North, Purple Daily, and of uh, of Mackie and Judd here, which we're going to get to in a moment. But a shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk. Dennis Kirk. It's been a long winter, but motorcycle season is back this week. I've seen, in fact, I've seen scooters out and about. People are out and about seeing motorcycles with the 80, 85 degree weather, make sure your motorcycle is ready to ride with Dennis Kirk or whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, Sport Bike, whatever you ride, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. Boy. The monster? Yeah, Mackie is. You hear the monster out there? Ooh, oh, the monster. Intruder? I don't know what's happening out there. Uh, over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right. Uh, here's the ruling from Lawyer Chase. So, Judd, you predicted earlier this year, it was like toward the beginning of the season, that Carl Anthony Towns would, there'd be a report that surfaces that he's unhappy with his role with the Timberwolves. Right. By the end of the season, right? Right. And um, there, was, there was some scuttlebutt because he had a come-to-Jesus meeting with Chris Finch about... Um, not getting the ball in mismatch situations and stuff, and he voiced his displeasure about, you know, the he just he voiced his displeasure and he met with Finch, right? So here's the ruling from Lawyer Chase. Hello to all. We are here to discuss Judd's prediction. Essentially, Judd's prediction boils down to whether Cat was unhappy with his role within the Timberwolves. This question is tough since happiness is subjective. However, as we decide predictions on a case-by-case basis, 
we look to examples to aid in our analysis. For example, Wilt Chamberlain was unhappy with his role on the 76ers. Specifically, Wilt was unhappy with the 76ers as he did not want to be the guy. Rather, Wilt wanted to join the Lakers to be one of the guys. So he requested a trade. In another example, Kobe Bryant was reportedly unhappy with his role with, uh, with the Lakers and requested a trade. He was unhappy with the future of the team, his role within it, his teammates. Here, Judd's prediction is not a hit. First, the report that involved Cat only stated that he had a meeting with Finch about offensive mismatches, not about his role with the team. Second, unlike Chamberlain and Kobe, there are no credible reports to suggest that Cat is demanding a trade from Timberwolves' ownership. Third, Cat continues to say the Timberwolves are his team and that I want to win in Minnesota. From the totality of the circumstances, Cat's request does not signal a bona fide expression of unhappiness with his role on the team. As such, Judge Prediction is not a hit. All the best. Lawyer Chase. I will abide by that. I will abide by that. That's well, okay. you know what? Well constructed. We, I asked. Chase answered. Very fair. He's right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, who are we to question? I totally he's, get that. He's going back and pulling precedent like, from different decades. Examples. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You got to go find historical precedents for sure. Nice work, Jason. So I think that's okay. We just, this is why we do it. This is why we include the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet and some of yeah. these write that down rulings. Our law it's, firm is doing a great job, by the way. Like Chase is on top of these things. Yeah. Chase might, Chase might make partner by the end of the yeah. year yeah. with, with, uh, concise rulings like this. He might make partner. All right. There's your, uh, first batch of feedback here. On Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd, what do you think about Anthony Richardson? If he falls within a range, is we've we've talked a lot about Hooker because just we're following the mock draft sent right. Will Levis, what if Anthony Richardson falls toward ten or twelve or thirteen? Would you give up a bunch to move up? Let us know in the YouTube comment section, and uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us here on Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd.